0: What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, also known as BMC, and this is Nice Minds. I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest, my homie Kev Low. What's up? What's up? Of Kev's perspective. That's me. How you doing, my dude? It's good man. How are you? I'm good. But first, I have to ask you the most pressing question: Donda or CLB? You're, you're, you're. you're yeah, that's a tough question to literally start
1: with. I know. I mean, for me, it's Donda yeah, 100. percent me too. Um, I did not like drake's album like at all um that's just me though it's just it's a bunch of hits right like if you have you seen the billboard top 100 today uh no he is i think eight of the ten drake is oh damn yeah eight drakes eight of the ten like if you if everyone's gonna tell you like oh that album's so great because of how it's charted but i don't think how it's charted matters in my opinion it's like what the music is and yeah dude like donda all the way like the way it was presented the way um the way it was crafted like it was a, all about his mom like i just really really enjoyed it and i liked how it was so suspenseful it was the most like i would say waited for album of the year and that's like if, tell me anybody if if that's not a fact because everyone was waiting for donda i think drake came out with his immediately after for like charting reasons but right if we're talking about music like music alone kanye for sure man hell yeah 100
0: yeah i mean i've always been a kanye stand. i mean I I used to, I I don't really defend him as much anymore just because of, I don't know, we completely diverged in what we uh, believe in, I feel like, as far (laughs) as, you know, everything else goes. But as far as musically and, you know, just everything, I've always just related to his music way more. I mean... Drake is a guilty pleasure, for sure. Yeah, he's great. Like I I can listen to all of his albums pretty much all the way through. But at the same time, it's like I listen to CLB and I'm like the memorable track on that, that I listen to on repeat is the one with Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. And I think like,
1: that's, that's cause of Cudi. I mean, yeah, Cudi's anytime he's Cuddy. on a track, it's like Frank For Ocean. Sure. You're like, Oh God, like, cause yep. they don't make music often, yep. but I'm not like shitting on Drake's album by any means. It was a great album. Right. Um, but if we're going to talk about like, yeah, like what, how involved that artist is in their album too. Like, I mean, Kanye literally is the reason of every little aspect of Donda. Like, and if you don't know, like I know uh Casey Pluto, and um what is it uh, alan kingdom from minnesota when they submitted their stuff to yay like you heard them both talk about how it didn't sound like that when they submitted it and it was a shot in the dark oh, but it was yeah. done it was completely altered completely different and it, it, yay made his his version of it yeah right when drake submits his stuff to his label like the label fixes it not not drake you know what i'm saying so that's another thing i, I have is like and i've talked about this on the wiseman show and that was the thing when like just how involved the artist is in their music. And I feel like Drake just... He's not as, I don't believe he's as involved. I mean, we all don't know, but like, I don't see him producing or, you know what I mean? Like being his own engineer, like yep. that's Kanye. Like he can sit in any room and make yep. beautiful art. Facts. That's why I give him more credibility. But the one album to me that kind of goes above those two, um, and this sounds kind of silly and everyone's going to get on my ass about it, but like the, the 2 chains album, have you heard that at all?
0: Get to know no. me. When, when did it come out? <laughs>
1: it came out like not too long ago, like right before Donda, um, And it was literally like the bars in it the the production's crazy that it has yay featured on it crazy i didn't even hear about it yay doesn't feature you know what i'm saying so i was like that album i I have on repeat every single day the bars are crazy like i don't know man it's just classic two chains you know what i mean like just doing his thing but the features like lil wayne um he's got uzi on there he's got kanye on there like people that don't make music with other people you know what i'm saying yeah i mean wayne's an exception he does features for everybody but i'm saying like especially uzi and Ye, uh those are just two that stood out to me so
0: i'll check it out on my way home but seriously dude donda hit me because like my favorite artist dropped an album named after his mom three months after i lost my mom yeah like that uh, there was stuff on there that i feel like not many other people can relate to like it's like specifically like holy shit, this is like speaking to me. Yeah, There are like our songs that like, like I was doing the dishes, listening to it for the first time at my girl's place. And like, I was like, I hope she doesn't see me, but I just bursted into tears. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just, um, like, I can't remember which track it was, but I mean, there was a few on there, but I mean, it yeah. just, it just hit me in that way. And that, and Kanye's always had that effect on me. Yeah. Like, I mean, since, I mean, I was in my early twenties, or it might have been like 19 when his first album came out or something. But yep. Um, I mean, ever since the first album, it was just like, this shit speaks to me, bro.
1: Yeah. And I remember like Donda's had something special in it because I the first time I was listening to it, like I've listened to it a couple of times, but like really enjoying it and experiencing it was I was one day we were me and Gage, my, my, my buddy Gage, we were coming back from a show and um, we were in his car. And he's like, I haven't heard the album yet. And we listened to half of it together. And I was like, the other half you should experience by yourself. But yeah. we were just sitting in this parking lot, dude, yeah. like middle of the night. And like when like you're like just captivated by music and like there hasn't been words said in like six tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, we were like, wow. And yep. I think the reasoning why we felt that way was because of how much emotion Ye put into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize like people thought it was very culty. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if you saw his performances mixed with Donda chant and everyone's like, Is what is Donda? It's so stupid. It's very simple, yeah, right? It's, like it's her heartbeat. It's her right? heartbeat. And then the house that they're talking about, the yeah. creepy house in his performances. Yeah that's that was, the house he grew up in. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about him and his family. It had right. nothing to do with like the cult aspect of things. But I think that also intrigued people more. Um, there's nothing really about Drake's album that I have people people still talking about. They're just like, Yeah, they're hits. Right. Yeah, Khaled helped be a part of that you know i mean dj Khaled always has hits like there are just certain people when you work with them it's gonna like hit billboard i think i think that's kind of like a common theme i see like certain producers um just certain features you're gonna have on there i mean if you look at the features all of those people have been big this year specifically uh people that two chains out in his album weren't big they were under like under like ground people or his best friends like yay yeah i mean i just like albums that artists are really uh They craft very, for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Donda, all those features were there for a reason. Now, some of them I was questioning and some people had their very own track and I never understood why, like, was that a filler? Like, what was the point of that? But overall that, that debate definitely Donda. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you agree. It's fire. But yeah, so there was a few people that I've had on the pod before and you're one of them that I wanted to follow up with. Mm -hmm. Um, especially just just to kind of catch up and you know see what they're up to now and um you work with uh clm presents and i do you guys didn't do shows for all of 2020 like everybody yeah, and yeah. so how is it in in a nutshell how has it been being back being back has been
1: a roller coaster yeah. uh, and that everyone can probably say that but if you are aware of live events. And if they're not like on a major scale, like when you hear events about the the Fillmore or like the Armory, those big venues, um, nothing's really going to get in their way from doing the event, to be honest with you. But when it comes to like a small event coordination company like CLM presents, there's a lot that plays into it. Uh, If the venue, like if the artist doesn't like the restrictions on the venue, they'll just cancel a show. And all my years of being with CLM only like two, two and a half, I've never had a show canceled um, and we had to cancel two recently yeah. and that was like upsetting to us. Cause we're like, that's not what we want for our patrons coming right. out of the gate. That's not what we want. But like, before we had those two cancellations, we had shows just come out hot, man. Like people were selling out. Like we were this close to a couple of sellouts. People were very like happy to be there in that environment again. Mm-hmm. And we love that. And like we love how like you know the venues are putting things in place for themselves and we're following what they want. I yeah. mean, everything's been really good, but the roller coaster has been like, does this artist like what's going on? Yes, then we're going to do the show, right? Like, it's going to be great. If they don't like what's going on, then we have to negotiate and figure out what's going on. And that in itself is even stressful because... Before COVID, we never had to worry about that conversation. Now it just brings a different type of conversation. So overall, um, it's been great to be back, but it just takes a lot more negotiation and a lot more just like, Talking to the artist, like, hey, man, where are you at? Like, where do you feel, you know, you, you would be at um, with this restriction or whatever? Is it just
0: their, like, comfort level?
1: It's—comfort it's, it's it, comfort level is one thing. Uh, preference is another. Like, how—their their position on it um, is another thing. But it's overall—overall, overall what determines that is basically just, like— Because to will be honest, patrons and ticket sales, people think, oh, that's what's affecting it mod sold out his show tomorrow that's happening at varsity theater restrictions don't really like the the showing a negative test or the vaccination that's becoming a standard around like almost everywhere is it a standard yeah it's a standard like even in cali my girlfriend's mom just got back from cali you would have to show a vaccination card to go to a restaurant like it was very like common out there so like out here it's gonna become more common patrons have no problem with that i don't know if you heard about Lollapalooza. they did the same thing there were thousands and thousands of people, like 10 to 20,000 people there. And like all of them had to show vaccination cards. Oh, okay. So if you think about the patrons, like not just vaccination cards, but negative COVID tests. So like it's either or, right? Even if yeah. you're not vaxxed, like there's a way to get in. So overall, like I, the patrons aren't the problem. It, it okay. is, it, Artists aren't really the problem. It's just like a, it has to be a perfect storm, right? Like if they're okay... The venue's cool. Restrictions are fine with the patrons. It'll be a great show. But there's so many layers to shows now.
0: Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because, I mean, with the roller coaster that I've been with my mom dying from COVID, like, yeah. and just my own personal struggles throughout the last year or something, I, I don't know when I'm going to start frequenting shows again, even though I'm vaccinated and, you know, I, you know, so it, it's just, it, it's a, but it's a trauma thing for me. Um,
1: yeah, well, it's a different stance than yeah. most people. It's not it's not about the shot or not. For right. you, it's about like, and I, I've met a couple of people that have lost close people because of COVID. Like, again, my condolences for sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, but the problem with that is that people who have lost an individual, no one will understand their stance.
0: Right. Because it's,
1: it's like, it's not a rare thing to die from COVID. People, I, right. you can go through the numbers, but um people who are already have pre-existing conditions that's where it's just not fair and that's where i that's a whole conversation that we could get into but when it comes to shows i have to it's my job right um and the difference between before COVID and now for me is like i told you i'm now full-time in this yeah so like before i had a job so if shows didn't happen i was like cool you know i mean it didn't matter to me kato would figure it out now it matters one hundred percent. It's my job. It's how I get paid. So like I have to show up, I, dude. I have to travel a third of every month. Like when I leave Minnesota, wow. So like ten out of the thirty days every month I'll be traveling in a plane at shows. Imagine how at risk I'm gonna be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm definitely scared, and people think I shouldn't be. One hundred fucking percent. I'm worried, man. Yeah. Like I have my own preexisting conditions that, like, if I do get COVID, I'm not just gonna be like pop back when I got right. the shot. I was down for four days. The first shot. Oh, people were like, oh, I didn't feel anything. The second shot, I was down for six.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, like I, damn. I, I was fucked 10 up. 10
1: days total? Yeah, 10 days from both shots. Wow. And it was a like completely different times. Like, I was totally healthy. I, yeah. I'm a very healthy person, man. I take all my vitamins. I'm very dietary. All If you look at my fridge, it's just produce. I have a garden in the back where I get organic yeah. produce from. Yeah, like I I'm saw your Instagram. Yeah. yeah, dude. So, like, th- that, all of all of that, no matter how healthy you can be, that shit can fuck you up. Yep. So... I'm very worried traveling. Um, but it's, it's my life now. And right. It's if I didn't take the opportunity, uh, I feel like it wouldn't have been there later. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. of have to. I
0: totally understand that.
1: Mm, it's the risk, yeah. man. Risk and reward.
0: So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, just with my own trauma, like I've been trying to weigh my risk. Like, do I, do I, what, do, how do I want to proceed now? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm vaccinated, so I feel more comfortable at least like in settings like this where, you know, I just meet up with people and, you know, in studios, different things like that. So like, I'm cool with that, but I don't, I don't know when my comfort level is going to come back when, when it comes to shows. And I used to book shows, man. I mean, like that was what I was known for from like 2015 to like 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, for three years, I was known as a show guy, you know? And so I I don't know where I stand in that world yet. And, And so I'm just curious how how it's going to proceed and you explain it in a very good way
1: yeah i mean there's just a lot more layers i mean and and i know a lot of people that want to throw their own shows um don't right (laughs) this is just not the time to do that i I think if you want to throw your own shows and you have no like know-how before this time it's going to be very difficult yeah um and I'm just I don't know man when it comes to shows too it's not that you know this it's not too difficult to book a show once a show's booked that's where shit that's gets where difficult the work, yeah. yeah that's where everything starts going hard yeah. and like I'm still learning that but from what I've learned is that during that process and covid you just got to be super careful with your marketing now yeah um, for sure marketing's a buzzword for people but it, it's it's very very, uh, targeted the way you have to do your marketing. And that mm-hmm. just doesn't mean, Oh, I'm going to target my ads differently. It means the timing of when you do it, where you do it, you know, the, st- the, even the political stance of different places matter now when yeah. it comes to like where you book the show. Like if an artist is like, I want to hit this state where well, we're like, what if we hit the state next to it? Because that state's better about this. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm-hmm. you find to find those loopholes for shows. Um, yeah. but it's cool. It's, it's a cool time to, to be a promoter, uh, to promoter. I'm not a promoter. I gotta stop saying that. Cato's a promoter. It's a cool time to be in the event space. That's what I've been trying to tell myself. I'm trying to be more authentic to myself. You yeah. Know
0: I mean? So dope. Yeah. yeah. I never was comfortable calling myself a promoter either because yeah. I didn't enjoy the the marketing side of things. like that's what I never enjoyed it's about irritating. shows. Like I, I really enjoyed putting bills together and mm-hmm. you know working with artists yeah. and um actually running the show was, was cool for me. And yeah. um and you know, hosting, I would host too. Um but the, the marketing and worrying about numbers and worrying about people getting in the door, that wasn't yeah. my thing.
1: And the stage operations that like come with that. Because if, yeah. if the venue doesn't want to do it, you have to do it. And then right. it's like making sure everyone's on time. Exactly. And, and I'll be honest, in hip-hop in particular, I've been telling Kato, I do not want to do hip-hop anymore oh really i got no problem yeah. doing hip-hop it's where all of our relationships lie but yep. he's like well throw me some artists that are not in hip-hop and like i'm throwing him different indie artists i'm nice. throwing them That's bands dope. like just even though the money might be a little like more because there's more people involved like i just feel like there's a higher return on it and in the midwest like rap is not the number one genre it's like number five or six is what miles even told me yeah Um, i
0: think he told me that too yeah yeah, and
1: like he was like dude do this indie lane do like the country lane and like when i even ventured into country rap our country rap artists i was more country did 50 times better than most of our rap artists so i'm like if they can do better then why wouldn't you you know what i mean and uh and hip-hop just comes with a stigma man like it just comes with the the locals that i book i've been having a lot of issues with lately again and i don't know why um People, when it comes to CLM, uh, people have this stigma of like, you shouldn't pay to play and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we just, I, I encourage people to go work with other promoters. I've talked about this a hundred times, mm-hmm. but I'm like, go work with a different promoter go see how, how they do it. And then they always come back and they're always like, yo, I want to work because what we do is we make sure that they can make money. We can make money and it's a good experience for everybody and you're guaranteed this time as long as you're professional. Yep. And I'm not overbearing. Like I'm very simple to work with. If you could just follow my like one, two, three process. Right. And then after that, like you're on the stage, you're doing your thing in front of a nice crowd. Yep. And you know, it's just locals to me, I want to like get outside the genre so you don't even have to book locals. And that's another problem is now locals are like, well, you don't want to support your community. It's like, I've supported so many of right, you, man. Yeah. I I I did. I looked, at, I looked yesterday because I was making this big document. I have booked over 50 locals that are all different, not 50 yep. times of the same one, like 50 different people. Okay. And like very, very like 10 or 15 of them are reliable. And 10 or 15 of them were very professional and like actually came correct. Like the other ones didn't do that well. Yep. And I, dude, I was a local, like most people, but like I always kept my stuff professional and I always came on time. Like I always paid up front. Like I always did what I had to do to get my ass on stage. So- I've just been having a lot of issues with people for very simple things, and then the attitude that comes with being in hip hop—just the the clickiness, the the a lot a lot of the artists that I work with are very rude. Um, not the like headliners, but like some of the locals are very rude to me. Kato, who may tell you differently because he's everyone knows Kato. So everyone's right. like, "Oh, hey, it's that's the guy, right?" Yeah, I'm new to this shit. So like, everyone's like, well, "Who the fuck are you?" And it's, yep. it's hilarious to see how they treat us different. That was
0: the problem I had too. Yeah, because I didn't come up to people. I wasn't like, "Hey, I'm the guy running the show." You no. know. So like, there was even like a few. I'm not going to name any names, but like, few photographers around town that would be there, you know, to shoot the show or whatever, and you know interactions like i remember this one time at Seventh street entry the only time i did a show there mm-hmm. you know i i was new at that venue i yeah. wanted to keep a good relationship so i mean they had like the most rules out of any venue that i'd booked you yeah. know um and i think one of them was like do not let anybody backstage um that's not an artist essentially yeah. yep. and you know i i had asked i was like okay is photographer good and they're like I, I think at that point they were like no yeah they used and to so, be like no yeah right yeah and so this dude was like, kind of getting up in my face. And one of the artists had to be like, no, he's running the show. And then he was like, <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. And then he was in my inbox. Like of the next course, day, like, like, Oh, if you ever need a photographer, this and that. And I'm like, no, I now I won't. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I mean, and that was like a couple interactions <laughs> I had, you know, with a few different people. And they just didn't know who I was. And I, I'm not that dude, I'm not gonna be like, yeah. yo, I'm running the show, you know, like, if you know, if it came down to it, and I was like introduced or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I booked the show, whatever. But yeah. like, I don't know, and maybe I, I should have made it more of a point to like go up to every individual person and be like, media is a
1: is a whole different aspect of things yeah. uh because media like some some venues require like you have a media pass and like even if your show's not that big some like people who are up and coming may think oh i can just like walk into this venue like even if you're doing a show at like part wolf or something like that like you can't really just walk in with a camera you know what i mean like you have to let someone know you have to keep whoever is running the show aware or if the art that's a i think that's a lot of it's the artist uh like responsibility because if an artist is bringing their media and let's say like for clmf had this where like they bring their media and we're like, we we you can they can shoot you, but when they're done shooting you, I need you to put that camera away. And they're like, why is it a big deal? Because the headliner doesn't want media. Yeah. Like some headliners say in the contract, we do not want media. And if they catch media, they'll flip out. And I'm like, I want to keep this relationship good with someone that is coming from, like, for example, Canada, right? Like Dax may come from Canada. Yeah. And then now I have to make sure that someone who's coming from that far is it feels welcome feels like we listened so media can be it's a good thing and a positive thing because you need media for, for sure for advertising definitely. and marketing but you also need you know them to have a balance of can you be respectful and yeah. i have actually a personal list of like five or six people that i work with um mainly again gauge not because he's like my best friend but because the man just is professional definitely he's never fucked up in two years and like that's all you need to do is if you're if you're a f- photographer videographer whatever if i tell you to follow the Rules, you follow the rules. If I tell you to send me the the content that you're shooting, because I'm giving you a show, you send me the content you're shooting. Like it is what it is. It's not a it's it's a reciprocating relationship. If if there's a time with anyone where if you're in an event in particular, we're talking about events, and you're providing value, and like they're also providing you value, that reciprocating relationship, yeah, that's good. But if you're ever in a space where it's like I'm just here to shoot the show just because, and I didn't tell anybody, and I'm just doing it for my portfolio that's not a reciprocating relationship that's a one way that's a one intention and if you ever catch yourself ever being like oh this is my sole intention and i didn't get anything like any rules at me or anything unless they just say it's cool then you're in the wrong does that make sense like so i don't know media is a whole whole thing i'm trying to control myself and uh, i have it down pat because i basically i'm like if you have a laminate you're good to go so we finally made laminates for media which i think anyone should do but so they don't run into your issue where it's like who the fuck are you you right. know what i mean and that's also why people think i wear this uh you see me with the clm chain right Yep. um i hope people when they see me identify me with that chain because yep. like that's helped me be like oh so they don't act like a dick right up front and i'm like can you work with me here right it's a good like icebreaker essentially
0: i should get an NGE chain
1: for real like when you're when you're making uh you know nesca entertainment stuff like the NGE chain would make honestly or even like the just the smiley face as a yep. custom logo if you're running a show and you throw that smiley face everywhere right and they see the smiley face, they're going to be like, oh, two and two, right? Yep. And then if they don't, they're, you know. <laughs> right. And I,
0: I did a pretty good job of that. I mean, we had a freaking ice sculpture of really? our logo at one of our shows, what? which was
1: sick. An ice sculpture? Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. My, That's lit. My former business partner, actually, like, he met some dude that worked for, like, Minnesota Ice something or mm-hmm. another, and um, we worked out some sort of trade where, like, Just he out. did some sort of business for him, and the dude brought a freaking ice sculpture to the poorhouse. It was that's lit insane
1: yeah
0: it was freaking insane. i can't say we've done that (laughs) yeah it was dope as hell i mean but we were doing shit like that our first year i mean like that was like when we were like on fire and i mean it was it was when i had a business partner and him and i were like bouncing ideas off of each other yeah and i mean i feel like i really work best when i have a business partner but Mm. i haven't i've had two business partners thus far and i haven't found one that i like really like gel with for more than a year and we see eye to eye yeah it's it's super hard i like the
1: way um kato and clm presents are doing it with me like i told you like it's i was like a intern of their company and then like now and like when i got there like buddy vegas was there and like kato was there but kato was the sole like proprietor like he was just by himself um and he ran stuff off of buddy and stuff like that before buddy retired and like that's kind of what he's doing with me now is like i like that relationship more when i was doing the business partner stuff with miles because we were direct partners we were 50 50 on it and technically i always tell him this like you were 50 when i was 49 because like the way it ended was like we just didn't we weren't working well and he was like giving me an exit interview and like You know, obviously when you work with someone, you take their intellectual property um, and like that is what it is. But like at the time, I don't like being a partner because no matter how much energy I was putting into that company, I have nothing to show for it now. I I don't, I can tell people I was a part of it, but like the current thing that he has going that I helped set up, like I have nothing to show for it. Um, and that's where like being a business partner, you gotta be careful when you enter that relationship. And I'm sure you know that, but I way more enjoy just having like a lot more responsibility and still listening to whatever they want to do. Because at the end of the day, the accountability still falls on the majority. Yeah. Right. So like, At the end of the day, if something fucks up in CLM, it's not my fault directly unless I directly caused it. Like it would be on Cato. And it gives me that sense of security almost, but I obviously don't want anything bad to happen. Don't want anyone to take that out of context. But if you're ever going to be in a business, relationship with anybody a partner wise you gotta like have so many agreements in place yeah, make sure like absolutely you get everything that you've put in like and if the thing dissolves like there's no bad feelings there like i just had bonix on and bonix said the same thing Is like if was ever kicked me off of being his dj which he can do any day i've seen djs right. come and go man like after like eight years that dj has gone whatever the reason um you know as long as there's a respect there that's what matters and, and i'm i'm i hope whatever you had it was there was some kind of respect oh there. for sure because me Definitely. and miles had that same relationship like even though it ended kind of rough like we still are friends to this day yeah we i'm friends
0: even... with both the people that i was partners with good
1: yeah. good and that's like and that's one thing too as long as respect is there like even you can even re-engage if it makes sense like me and miles are now going to go do similar business. Like he's going to come shadow some of my shows. And he's like, Hey man, like I know it ended poorly, but like, can we like work together like now? And can I learn from you? That's and dope. the way he was like respectful about it, I was like, dude, 100%. Like Hell I didn't yeah. surpass him or anything. I just found a different market. I got good at it and I'm still yeah. getting better. And then he's like, well, I see that you're getting better at this. Can I, can I learn? And I, that's, that's one fire. thing too, I think in Minnesota, it's so fucking clicky yep. that the, I wanted to talk about this specifically is that. It's so clicky that these pockets of people, if someone asked you, if Miles were to like poke at a click and be like, Hey, like, can I learn too? What do you think they're going to do? Yep. No. Yep. And it's like, why? I always tell people this. If I give someone a tool in my toolbox... They're not going to be as good with it as I am. Right. So what does it matter? And if they are, if they're better than me, then you helped them get there. Yeah. And there will be something coming back for you in return, even if it's just a thank you.
0: Karma, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: totally believe in like the law of attraction and positive yep. vibes and karma and everything balancing out. Even though bad things happen to good people, like it will even out for someone in that lineage. Yep. So I don't know, man. I, I that's just one thing, too, is Minnesota. I'm happy to be leaving it, even though I love it. Right. Um, just because I'm sick of like the lack of gratitude, and I'm sick of the lack of like openness. Sorry about that rant, but that it just applied. You know? What do you
0: mean the lack of openness?
1: Just like I said, like if there's a click, no one wants to like let people in. Oh and yeah, the, yeah. The, the lack of like yep. being transparent. I, guess I should say the lack of cra- clarity and transparency. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, they won't. I've had artists that you know promoters specifically. They claim them to be promoters. They so DM me and say, "What's the email?" and like. If I give them a good email, like that person may not respond to them because they don't have that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and that, that lack of openness goes to venues as well. Like venue owners and artists want to work with the same people they've been working with. Now that's normal. Yeah. Like with any business. But with artists in particular, if you are nothing and you ain't shit, like, and if even if you think you are shit, but you're still local, you need to be able to say, like, you want to learn from me? Cool. Because you don't know what that exactly. person offers, man. Yep. Like, I know what Miles offers. That's why I'm like, yo, like, I'm more than happy to help you if you want to help me with Absolutely, certain things. Yeah. So, you know, I, just the lack of just transparency and people being nice to one another, that Minnesota nice shit don't go too far in the music industry. Yeah, It doesn't. People need to be actually genuinely nicer, not Exactly, fake. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The- The lack of genuineness is is something that I noticed too. And that's always been my thing too, transparency and being genuine.
1: now I'm just talking about this market too. Like right. When I it's funny because I'm moving down to Louisville and like that market, now that I'm like kind of dabbling in it, dude, they're fucking grateful for anything I give them. And that's what I love. They're like, hey, like I had a DJ that we're booking on this show, and he gave me literally, dude, 20 fucking artists and said in the email, I never asked this. He goes, Hey, like, I know you're booking me and I just want to help. Like, do you need help booking locals? I was like, sure, give me some suggestions of your buddies, right? Just maybe one or two he listed about 10 to 20 people very quickly in, in two days That's this is dope. what they sell on tickets on average here's all their music links and mp3s and here's the recent show picture they did and i was like why can't people do that because yeah. he's helping me in the future i'm definitely going to help him you know what i'm saying yeah so i don't know man it you don't look for that short-term bread like yep. look for the long-term, long-term. relationship yep. you know what exactly
0: I'm saying? yeah i always thought i mean i'm like what 20 years deep into making music now and I like I've had so many wins and so many failures and stuff like that, but I'm like I'm just playing the long game, bro. Yep. Like I'm I'm developing mad relationships and you know I'm getting my skills up every day by like making beats by you know my sound selection everything. Like I I'm playing the hell of long game and people don't really understand that. People think that like short term money, short term gains, short term it's it's gonna pay off, but nah, the shit that like I don't know. Learn I, those I,
1: lessons I, quick, man. Like exactly. I'm glad that you figured out the long-term game because yeah, like, even in the short term, like people ask me and people as in like Miles asked me the other day, like I told him my business strategy, right? I'm not going to openly say it, but like, I was like, this is my business strategy. And he was like, okay, well, you know, don't you need to eat in the short term? Meaning like, how are you going to survive? Right. And I'm like, dude, I have humility. Worst case scenario, I signed up for Lyft. Like I literally, even though I'm full time in the music industry, Mm -hmm. like I am, and that will pay my bills. But if there's a month where like I invest more of my money into my business than in myself, which is the strategy, then like, I'm going to go do lift to suffice a couple extra dollars that I need because that humility will take me further in the long run versus like in the short term, I take the 80% away of each transaction to to myself instead of the business when it comes to tax time. I'm going to go bankrupt yep. because then if when tax time comes, they're going to ask for X amount of money based off your revenue. Yep. And if you go broke without actually putting the amount of money in you need to, then you fail. So wouldn't you rather have a little bit of humility and say, sorry, babe, we can't go to this restaurant tonight and I'm going to go drive for Lyft for a couple hours, but my business is still going and I don't have to like, I'm still on my own schedule. I don't know. It's just, That's another thing too, is I don't think artists even, artists as in like, not just artists, sorry, I'll take that back. I don't think a lot of people that I've seen in Minnesota actually get to the point of like there's revenue coming in. So now they see the money coming in. There's no longevity there. You know what I mean? I don't think they even get to the money part because I didn't. It took me eight years to get to the money part where I'm like, okay, money's actually coming in. Now, how do I balance it? Where do I put it? What do I do? Like all questions that if you ask anybody, they're going to go like, oh, well, you invested in what? Yep show me yeah what do you how much you know what does taxes look like at the end of the year how are you managing those transactions like man there's just so much and that's what i love it gets me super hyped to talk about that shit Yep.
0: but i think that's super dope that miles approached you and was just like hey man i want to i want to learn from you can you can you teach me because uh, to be honest with you i've i've thought about having like hitting you up and miles for that for that type of shit like because i would love to sit down with miles and just have a consultation about my brand and, and, and that's stuff the thing like that, too, is know? that like
1: we've learned to like cause in the past we used to pay for like, hey, you need to pay me for a consultation or like, but at the right. end of the day, now we're like, what are we, man? Like we ain't shit compared to like the people that are booking shows with Live Nation and all these other people. Like, we ain't shit. So if we want to get to that point, let's help each other. And if people want to learn from us, let's be genuine. And, you know, if you don't have the time, that's different. Right. With miles, like at one time I was like, yo, I just don't have the time today. But, you know, we figured something out. We put it on the calendar. Like, you know, I, I'm glad that he, he reached out back out to me too, because that actually has helped our friendship come back. Like the other night I had him over for a bonfire and he just, he said to me, he's like, I know in the past we didn't see eye to eye on this stuff, but like, this is why I think we didn't see eye to eye. And I was like, totally. I completely agree. Like we were both right, but we we're also both wrong. And we right. had enough humility and accountability and responsibility yep. to be able, if you, those three are, are—this sound exactly. very simple. It's
0: so underrated, man. Yeah. Super so underrated. underrated. And they're also
1: like buzzwords that people are just like, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's whatever. No, if you use all that trifecta of like holding yourself accountable yep. and then be all the responsibility that you do hold, being able to help people understand that and help them understand what you're doing, like it just helps everybody.
0: Yeah. So. And the self-awareness too. I mean, like yep. you have to be really self-aware and know when you fucked up and yeah, know that's, all the areas that you have to work on and that you, you know. And, don't let
1: ego get in front of your self-awareness, yeah. by the way. Like people who want to say like, oh, I'm so self-aware. I know what I'm doing. Like I, I meant to do that. That's your ego, man. Like drop, drop the ego, and the ego is what you portray on the outside. Like even right now, I'm showing you my ego, but ultimately, like I'm trying to be as genuine as possible. Remember how I went back and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm a concert promoter." Oh no, I'm not. I'm trying to hold myself to be more genuine now because there's no reason I shouldn't. And I've always been that way. But like when you're. When I like caught wind of like I actually got the offer from Kato to be full time and I got this offer and I'm like, I'm saying it over and over again because I want the universe to hear me, not because I want my ego to speak for me. So there's also a balance there too. Exactly. So I don't know, man. That's that's a me in a nutshell, but I'm I'm gonna be doing a lot of growing these next couple of weeks, just yeah. just with I know what, oh, what's going sure. on, man. Like just moving and that's shit. That's a
0: huge life oh yeah, change. Okay. I mean I feel like twenty twenty one, I mean, for so many people is like a transition period yeah so many people definitely I mean, is for the world basically because we're yep. transitioning into some sort of i don't know i mean people throw around new newness or whatever but mm-hmm. like it, it is like we're, we're going into some sort of next phase the, we're, we're
1: we're witnessing humans adapt yeah is what we're witnessing yep. right now i mean not just you know in every industry i don't know if you know a little bit about retail right now but because you're more in the hospitality space yeah um yeah but retail right now i would just got out of apple like everybody's hurting like oh, starbucks that, yeah. caribou apple best buy like they're losing people all over the place mm-hmm. because they've realized like if those employers didn't treat those people right they're now like doing their own thing and like now is a great time to be your own boss. To yeah. be honest, because the world's shifting so much, and like you don't have to deal with a lot of what's shifting. I mean, it depends on what you're doing, but this this new world or this like adapting that we're doing right now is the coolest shit I've ever seen. That's yeah. why when it comes to like shows and you're like, how are they right now? I'm glad that you asked me that because all everyone around me has been asking me that, and that means that there's some interest there. Right. And if we capitalize on that interest, adapt, you're gonna profit from it. So same thing when the world changed, when the internet came out with our parents, man, like a couple of my parents just like completely profited off that. They were like, I'm seeing this adapt. And like, instead of being a new, uh, there's a, trend of innovation you should look it up on google i don't know if you know about it but it's a trend of innovation i've learned in college and like in innovators where it starts but there's not a lot of innovators because it's a high risk high reward thing right yeah. so if you risk a lot you're going to lose a lot my uncle saw the technology boom is one of the first ones to develop like a linux system so like he was like oh it's an inventory system that i think people will need cuz internet just came out. No one has anything to manage their inventory when they built these new stores based off of online. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. It was a very basic, like, really shitty looking system. But he was the first one to really invest in that and show its value and double down on it and he profited, right? So, like, I've also seen people fail, you know what I mean? But same thing, the world's adapting. So, if you can, like, imagine all the COVID signs, right? When, when like you're still seeing like mask required or like yep. if you see it, it went from mask required to like masks preferred right even that transition dude is an adapting thing for that signage company yep. they made billions just by making a covid sign that was never there before the little steps the blue steps you see or like the x's you see that are like outlined right Imagine how much money goes into just doing oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I never so, like, even thought about that. Little things that you're seeing around you, each one is something that someone thought of w- w- during the adapting period, and they profited like crazy from it. I, I, I- they- That definitely applies to music. You know what oh, I mean? for sure. Studio sessions changing forever. If yeah. there's a thing that you can do to make a studio session where, you know, like they feel comfortable, healthy, and happy, and you can find that to be like enjoyable and double down on that. And market it, you're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can do to to do that. I'm just talking about making money because that's what I'm focused on right now. Right, because I'm sick of being broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> you know I'm I mean? I'm kind of in this weird place right now where like I, I I did that in 2020. Like I mean, I completely like my business boomed in 2020 with like my podcast editing, my commercial editing, like the B-Packs. just just anything remote audio wise. I was like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Everyone's at home. They want to do something. Yep. Though. Yeah. And so it was like it was crazy, and I, I was making the most money. I had ever made, um, you know, and now it's like completely dry, but that's cause I stopped for, you know, three months and, you know, different people, you know, life happens and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm just in this weird, weird transition phase in my life and career. And it's, it's been that way for three years. I mean, ever since my mom got sick, um, so I'm trying to kind of navigate this world again and kind of figure out where do I fit in now, you know?
1: Yeah. And like that I experienced, um, Cause for me, like I never had like a major, I had a major loss of my grandmother who raised me. Mm-hmm. So like about three years back. So I had a similar feeling during that point. And that's when, right before I found CLM, like I feel you, man. Like everyone has a rough years, but I think when that happens, you learn a lot more about yourself and then you find out like, I think that's when you have the most humility because you're like, I don't know what just I'd experienced. It's still soaking in. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like maybe it showed a strength that that person taught you that you never knew. And then now you want to triple down on it. Like some people just double. You want to fucking go crazy on that. That's what I did too, man. I mean, lost my grandma, biggest person in my life. I was distraught. My entire family was collapsed. Like my family is still pretty broken. We are like, we don't know what's going on. And I graduated school in the same year. And Miles kicked me out of the company, same year.
0: All in the same year. Oh, yeah, and that's when you went to CLM.
1: Yeah, and that's literally, like, and I worked at a logistics company telling truckers what to do, right? So I felt like an utter failure. I was 270 pounds, right? Like, way overweight, way more than I I was. Like, I'm 230 now to give you a comparison. So, like, just beyond not healthy. Lost my girlfriend. All in the same year, bro. Like, I felt my world just went... Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I was like, well, how am I going to navigate this? Same question you're asking now. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you make one action, it something plops in your lap. You make another action, plops in your lap. But one thing Bonix told me as well that also happens to me is during that journey, just remember the simple fact that when you go three miles forward, and let's say it's the wrong way, what do you have to do?
0: Double go three back. miles back. Yep.
1: There's no skipping that. You can't just take right. a shortcut. You do have to go back the road that you just traveled. So just remember that. But that is going to develop strength. And that's gonna make you a better person. Yep. So, hopefully, some people take the right. opposite route and just say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go down this road and ignore everything." Yeah. That's when you just become shitty, right? And that can happen due to you know life. Yep. So, like my mom took that route, she went down that road, didn't give a fuck who said anything. Really shitty person. So,
0: it's up to you, man. Yeah, I, I really don't see myself going down that road. I mean, like, to I mean to get really real, I promised my mom on her deathbed that I would win a Grammy, and so like that is my focused my goal like three years when i'm 40 years old i want to win a fucking grammy
1: that's that's not like and that's one thing too i hate people that say you can't do it right plenty of people in this state at our age are doing it now exactly why can't you yeah and with the skill set that you have to be honest you do have a better shot
0: right i know
1: And if you you want to bring realism into it like being a songwriter you got like no shot. <laughs> yeah, there's so many ghostwriters. Oh, so you, many, Before yeah. BB Rexo was a thing, before Black Bear was a thing, yep. they were ghostwriters. They were in a studio without even having any music out. Yep. Like so, those people in that lane. But like, Whoa Kenny is what people know him as. But like Kenny yep. Beats, for example, Kenny Beats, right? Yep. He came out of the fucking ether this year. Yep. And he is like nominated. Dominating. You know, yeah. Dominating, bro. Hell yeah. And that's another thing too. Like, you can just come out of nowhere and people will be like, "Who are you?" There's not enough producers in the space because when you find a good producer, like people hold on. Yep. Again, Kenny, all the people that work with him, like they're holding on to him tight. Hell yeah. It's like, what happened to like murder beats? What happened to, you know, London beats? All these people that, you know, people used to know are now gone. Yep. So I don't know. That's another thing too, is when you see that, when you see like, oh shit, those people aren't here anymore. That means there's space for someone else. Yep. It's simply it. There's always someone waiting to take your space. And that is specifically what I'm talking about in the music industry. Yep. It's not like, it, when i was in a corporate company like when i was like okay i want to like to be chief marketing officer that person's mm-hmm. held that chair for 25 years do i have to wait another 10 and then i'm you, know you know what i mean right. like in music like it's so rapidly changing everything yep. happens everything. so fast it, it seems especially like, now yeah yeah i mean even the length of songs like yep. i remember when i was uh i think i looked it was like 2015 or 2014 not too long ago the average music length was like three and a half to four minutes like now we're in 2021 and it's like two minutes. Yep. I know well, people have one minute songs.
0: Was it that Was it that short of a time span that it was Yeah, went,
1: I think so. I'm pretty sure, man. It could have, I mean, it's not like 20, it's not like 2000s, bro. Like 2000s for sure. I've seen five, six minute tracks. But like, Yeah, I suppose. Because yeah. the like interludes were different. Intros were different yep. back then. An intro now, like Donda, how long was that chant? Like 34 seconds? Yeah, 34 seconds. You know what I'm saying? And I know that it's particular to the heartbeat, but like go to any new album if yep. it's if it's not a, a banger the first song it's an intro and if it's not an intro that's less than a minute people are going to skip it yep so you know everything everyone has a super shortest attention span now right. that's generational if you want to get into this debate but like I, I think just the music industry is changing that fast compared yeah. to most most markets
0: totally and I, i've had to completely restructure in my brain the way that songs should be structured now i mean like because i make mostly trap beats now but classically i made like you know chopped up boom bap samples you know but um now i'm like well i these beats are only two minutes long now and you know i'm I'm totally keeping that in mind you know and i feel like i feel like that is where a lot of producers do struggle they don't they don't keep what's going on in mind like you do need to innovate you do need to come with something different but you also have to pay attention to like what's going on pay attention to what the artist's are looking for and what they want you know that's
1: what i've learned from miles i mean he just got a recent placement with uh with the olympics and and, uh, that's literally him he showed me it's like a sheet they send out when you get on this website and like they're like here are the literal requirements some producers don't want to be put into a box he was like i'll explore that box i'll make it happen and i'll make it dope Yep. Boom, gets a placement with with the Olympics, and now he can put that on his record. Like, fire. And that doesn't just bring your price up, but that also brings your connections up. I mean, every little thing you do helps. So I don't know too much about producing, but I do know that from him, someone who's very much in that space and very talented in that space, that's somewhere where I can learn from him. Again, that's a reciprocating relationship. Even though me, I'm not a producer, it gets... Again, I do agree with Russ with one thing. You should learn a ton of different hats, not be an expert in that field and not just triple down on it, but like learn. But like, this is what they do, this yep. is how they do it. This is the space they're in currently. If you know a little bit about each climate, it helps you even further in the one that you're trying to like yep. focus in.
0: That's what I feel like I've done. I mm-hmm. feel like I've worn many different hats. I, I have never made it, you know, to the point where I, you know, aspire to make it to, but I have worn all of these different hats within the the space. And now I'm just like I started as a rapper slash producer. I yep. know that for a fact. I'm never gonna make it as a rapper. Like I just, it's too hard right now. Bro. It's too hard. It's too hard. And but I know that my production game. I've been doing it now, you know, off and on since 2003. And yep. my skill set has been doubling by the month. Just because yep. like I'm just like when you find laser something you're good at. Yeah. When you find something it. you're good at. Yeah.
1: And dude, that whole like, dude, I'm, I was a fucking failure of a rapper, but like the success level doesn't matter because it's relative success and failure are relative to everybody. Okay. They're, they're totally based on your opinion. Yeah, And that's what I love about music. Cause like, I bet you still make music though. Like I still make rap because I still love it. You know what I mean? Like it was funny because right before COVID and I'm sorry, Kato. Kato got super pissed at me because this story is hilarious. Modson, and I like had the opportunity to run his tour, and I was like, at the time, I was like, dude, this is the biggest thing I've ever done. Okay, like I was super thrilled because he was my biggest inspiration at the time. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I got to fucking open for this guy, right? I'm not a rapper; I was a promoter, but I slipped in like ten minutes of each day on tour of the three days I was on tour with him. And like being just, just the fact that I can be like, check as a rapper. Now I have bucket listed what I want to do. That gave me closure to like, stop being a rapper, but I still spit and I still did my thing. And like, it's funny because like, if you just keep that up, it helps you in other areas. You know what I mean? Like, and there are times where like locals have been like, yo, you don't even rap. And I rap right in front of them and they're like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I've done this. That's why I'm in the chair I'm in now. So, Again, success and failure are relative to everybody. I failed 50 times. Like in sales, I've just learned though that like, because that's my focus before everything else. I'm I'm a professional sales major. And you're you supposed you, I think the saying goes like you'll get 99 no's until you get your one yes. Yep. But when you get that one yes, double down on Facts. it. Facts. Seriously, man. That's like totally just go true. hard on that yes. Yep. And then get as much as but fine line here. There's a fine line by doubling down and just saying, I'm exploiting this now there's a problem yeah because i've had many relationships with people who say hey man like can you just like help me meet the artist i'm like let me ask you know and then i go back there to ask the artist and before i even get to ask them i didn't know they were following me the whole time to nudge past me to bark at the artist be like hey man it's like oh shit dude!" i just gave you your yes right and i was about to just get confirmation and you fucked it up that's so That's not doubling dumb. down. Yeah. That's that that wasn't tasteful. That right. was rude. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now I'll never work with you again. So there's a fine line, man. And the, no one teaches you that. Yep. That's based off of your self-awareness and intuition.
0: Yep. Facts. For real. Like I, I have friends who like I have one friend who uh he worked with Will I Am or he met Will I am at a freaking stoplight in LA. Really? Well, first he was part of um foster the people. Like he was one of the founding members of Foster the wow. People. And then he he met Will I Am uh at like a stoplight and was just like hey i know a dude at your studio and uh williams like oh shit what you know word and then mm-hmm. uh am goes back to the studio and um was like hey i met this some dude zach uh like yeah he says he knows you and he's like oh yeah zach's cool you should invite him to a session Willam invites my buddy zach to the <laughs> session he whistles on a britney spears track that song ends up to uh, like I think he's Grammy nominated at this point. Oh my God. I mean, these are all facts people can Google. So
1: you like like never know. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know what that person is going to offer. And it sounds like he did it tastefully and he was gracious and he didn't, Ask for too much. Exactly. And like, yeah, luck plays into it because everyone's like, it's about who you know. Yes and no. Like, if I didn't know Kato, I would not be in the position I'm in, right? But I'll be real, there have been, I look, there are like eight or nine people in my position before me. Maybe as much as much responsibility as I have, but there have been many interns for CLM presents. Okay. One of them being my buddy Bo Diz, like Eric Bowman. Like he was an intern with CLM before I was. But like I showed what I could do when I got the moment, and Kato was like, okay, now you're the only person I've ever hired. You never know what's going to happen. Yep. Bonnex told me a, st- uh, a story recently how like someone at a meet and greet tastefully was like, hey, Wiz, can I get a job? And Wiz was like, give me your number because he did it respectfully. At the moment, Wiz could have been like, no, it's yep. a 50-50 shot. Took a shot, wasn't rude, got accepted, became Wiz Khalifa's assistant.
0: Yep. Out
1: of a meet and greet. Yep. So I'm just saying like that changes life forever. Yep. So you may get a ton of no's until you get that one yes, but do it tastefully and have gratitude when right. you do it. And that's specifically what I was talking about before with like, do I think that local artists in Minnesota that I have worked with are gracious? Some yes, most no.
0: Yep. Just and being real. That brings it back to my point. The whole reason I even brought up that story really is I think a lot of artists need to Uh, embrace self-awareness and know when they're ready for those opportunities as well you know because like i I have that connection with that dude but you know i and i I, anytime like i can reach out to be like yo i got this banger dude but at the same time it's like i don't feel like i am ready to utilize that opportunity yet yeah you know so i think people, it's a, it's a, it's a balance, you know, like first impressions are everything, man. First impressions are everything. I,
1: I, you, everyone hears that. I'm going to be very specific when I say like a lot of people that I ignore in my inbox or my emails because of like why is this person ignoring me or why are they talking to me because your first impression was such ass i just yep. don't even want to like risk it now if i feel like one day like oh there's value there for me sure but like if you don't have a value add if there's no exactly. differentiating factor about you and like you had an opportunity and weren't polite like that video, uh, photographer was to you like i'm sure he's not the first person that you'd call if you threw a show you know oh, what I mean? definitely it matters people remember and it's not people holding a grudge it's like you already showed me the risk i I don't need to assess it anymore there's no there's no point in me you know there's eight billion people on this fucking earth like i remember when i was in middle school there were seven billion people now
0: there's eight that's crazy it's growing hella so let's
1: be real there's so many people in the world that there's someone waiting to take that spot no matter how different you think you are no matter how much of a butterfly you think you are like you're not yeah i'm no different than a lot of people I'm just good at showing my value in the moment. Now, if there's a guy that comes along that shows more value than me and wants to get paid less than me and is buddy buddy with Kato, you understand I could just kick right the fuck out of CLM. And anything I'm talking about now makes me uncredible. Because that's the only thing that makes me credible, dude. Before, I was Kevlo. And as Kevlo, no one cared. Right. I had all the same skills and knowledge. I've only grown, obviously, but I, I had the know how. I presented myself well. Like I've always done good business. Nothing's changed. I just got a stamp of approval from some kind of credibility. Yep. And how I break that down, and I've told this many times, but it's the equity. How like how valuable you are as a person, to be honest, because everyone has a dollar sign. So life insurance is everyone has a dollar sign of their, their name, right? How you grow that equity is you raise your awareness plus raise the associations, okay? Thanks. So the more aware people are of Kevlo, and I attach that to CLM Presents, the more valuable I become right now what if one day i go kevlo that's never going to change it's kind of a fixed thing plus in this equation live nation now my dollar sign went way up right now kato i'll never do that to you but i'm just saying like that matters that simple equation matters if brandon or nice minds right even just the podcast right plus joe rogan equals your equity your dollar sign went up no matter how you look at it right that's how i look at things and if you don't bring my dollar sign up or if i don't like you as a person then why
0: would i work with you yeah exactly that's it yep sorry i go off on rants but like no it's it's facts though yeah i mean i think the bottom line is just don't be a fucking dick and people period period people <laughs> just fucking take i don't know people don't think about that enough you know they don't think about relationship building they don't think about the way they present themselves, man. And it's so important. It's just, It's, it's everything fucking everything. Yeah,
1: dude. And like, and also understand too, like, yeah, don't be a dick's a big thing. Hence nice minds, which I I really enjoy your brand because like you've capitalized on like everyone's like, Oh, Brandon's such a nice guy. It's like, yes. But like, you can also tell a man when someone's being genuine and like, if you have enough self-awareness to be like, well, this person's being fake as fuck, like people could be on your podcast just to say you have a platform. I've been asked multiple times people to be on my podcast now and be like, Oh, you've had fucking bonics. You've had mod You've had all these people. Can I be on your podcast? well, sure. But then I asked them, I'm like, yeah, but before we do it, like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. If they say this sentence, whatever you want, I'm literally not going to work with you. Yeah. Because like, I want to talk about something. Right. You know what I mean? I want to like interview a tattoo artist because they'll bring value. That's dumb. I've always wanted to have a politician on. They'll bring value. At one point, I had the fucking Minnesota governor scheduled to do my podcast. Really? Guess what? He canceled on me three times. Damn. (laughs) So I don't even want to have him on if he called me because I'm like, dude, you, I know you're busy, but like, I don't know a lot of politicians that get invited to be on podcasts unless it's joe rogan yeah something like that you know what i mean so i don't know man it's 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 be nice but also just be genuine right and if you do genuine those two means- things now if your genuine self is an asshole you can't help it maybe yeah. you just need to do some self-improvement right you know what i mean because i've met those people too where are yeah, like their genuine selves that i've met recently are like the way they present themselves i'm like oh you know yep. what I mean? Like gross. Because yeah. not everybody's super great. But I will say, Kato has taught me this, that even if they are dicks, if they're good at what they do, they might still surpass you. Yep. Because that old saying of talent beat, or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yep. When talent does work hard, you're kind of fucked.
0: Exactly. You know what
1: I'm saying? So I don't know. There's a lot of things that play into you being successful in anything you do. And uh, like I said, success is relative. For me, even though I don't make millions... I feel like I'm successful because I am working right there yeah. every single day. Right behind this camera is my desk, yeah. and I just sit here and I get paid to sit here now to do my job Hell instead yeah. of working ten hour days at Apple, running back and forth between a break room and back just to hand carrying yeah. her iPhone, yeah. like. I'm just happy to be where I'm at and I'm grateful for it. If I wasn't grateful, that would also be different. Yeah. So anyway. Gratitude
0: sorry. is super important too. That's another factor. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I've really had to learn. I mean, I've always been grateful, but I just feel like now nowadays I just think about how grateful I am, you know, for yeah. everything just in general, but yeah, dude, that's huge.
1: Every little thing. I've actually had this feeling too. I, I think about mortality almost every day. I've told people that in many Same. interviews. Don't know why. Not everybody does. Yeah. Um. But as someone who does, then sometimes you just look up and you're like, "That's dope." Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm, I'm I appreciate that in my life because, like, dude, I just saw um I just saw someone pass away from melanoma, and I a couple people on my on my like feed and like hence social media is scary because it makes me like a hypochondriac if you don't know right. what that is yep. look up a hypochondriac my girlfriend me, me
0: a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah it's yep. definitely
1: me dude yep. and um and but when I see two people of my age 25 26 pass away from melanoma and they couldn't do anything about it that makes you feel very grateful it's hard, man. you know what I'm yeah. saying because those people didn't deserve it they, yep. they're not bad people you know even if they were bad people no one deserves that you right. know what I'm saying of something uncontrollable So just to take you out, and it may happen to us any day. So that's why when I think of this stuff and I think of it's COVID, Kevin, and you have an opportunity to go to shows all the time and to work them and get paid for them, but it's covid Well, if COVID takes me out, man, I literally, I can say to myself that like I have done everything that I've wanted to do and I've, I tried it. I don't want to walk away just because you can sit in your house all day and be a bubble and work for, you know, some company like Apple provided me an opportunity to work from home during COVID and I could have never come out of my house. I could have taken the full-time gig and never come out of my house. Literally, bro, think about it. Could have gotten groceries delivered. I could have just gotten clothes delivered, Amazon, anything I want. I could have just worked from my computer and made money and never
0: moved. You really want to live like that though. Right. And that's you know where I'm saying? worried that I'm headed. And so that's why I need to like make myself, you know, come out of my bubble and, you know, start working with people like, more. Be start careful. But like, up with, you know, but be yeah. careful at the same time. Yeah, be
1: careful. But at the end of the day, like take the risk. If it's worth it, assess right. it. You know what I mean? If you're like, damn, this would be really cool if this happened. You know, like that's how I get a lot of people, even on my podcast, dude. I always tell people, send the email, send the DM. You never yep. know what's gonna happen from it. And this is like a if people think like some people have this idea of me right now, like, and I'm not like fucking guessing. I'm like, like someone's told me recently that, like, oh, dude, you're, you're doing really well. You're very successful. You get all these big people on your podcast, man. You're the shit. I said, no, bro. I just sent the DM. Yep. I just sent the DM. I have DM'd Owl City, which by the way, it's got this new tattoo. Owl oh, that's City. Sick. I was I mean, wondering about that. I camera saw camera can't that. see
0: it, but I didn't even think about wow. it. Owl and then the City. Yeah. yeah. And he's my biggest that's inspiration.
1: Dope. I've talked about it so much, but I've sent him a DM and an email. Brandon, every day, every day since 2015. Holy shit, for six years, I have been this annoying bug in his email. I'm sure he's blocked me at this point. Damn, like, because over Instagram, it's been every day. Over email, I have the strategy, it's been every three days. It's like three days go by, I'll hit him up again, just following up. Like, because if that one day he answers, man,
0: like, yeah, fuck, you know what I'm saying? That's what happened with Mod. I was
1: like, I hit him up a couple times, and then after like the third or fourth time, He was like, oh, shit, man, like, I'm so sorry. My inbox gets buried. People don't realize that. Their inbox gets buried. And they're like, yo, I would love to set this up. We may have to wait four months. But I'll set it up. Same with you know everyone else I've had on my podcast that has a big busy schedule. I think if you're genuine and you've had a good relationship, or at least you come off not as a creeper, which I think for Owl City I kind of have, so my apologies. Maybe, yes. But like <laughs> you know, like I just want it to happen. I just really I will not give up until it happens. Yeah. And if it never happens, then at least I can say, bro, I have done that. I have been persistent. I have been you consistent. Know. I've done everything I can. So just just try it. Just send the DM and see what happens. And if you feel annoying, you probably are. So take a step back and then try again. Come with a different approach. Because yep. that's another thing too. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not changing it. Yep. Do something different. Don't run yourself
0: insane. Yep. If you want something to happen, happen. So That's totally true. And on the mod thing, I just got to gossip for a second. Avril <laughs> Levine, bro. Yeah, dude. What? Funny
1: enough, Avril's been like my crush for a long. When I was a kid, I she think was like everybody's my crush. crush. At some point, I was like, I was literally a skater boy, bro.
0: I was literally. Yeah, a I mean, boy. I think, <laughs> I think, especially like your generation, like yeah. ten years younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man. Like, I mean, I was in. I mean, I'm a little bit younger than her, so like, I was probably in my teens when she first dropped. But I mean. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was like, damn, Avril. I'm you not know?
1: surprised though, because like knowing a little bit about Maude and his like insider life, like when you're in Hollywood and stuff, like everyone knows everybody. Oh, for sure. And it's funny how like everyone knows everybody. Um, that's how when he did Bella Thorne, he knew of Tana Monahue. Like they were friends, they used to date, you know what I mean? So, like, he knew, you know, Black Bear from those relationships as well. Yeah. I mean, he knew G-Eazy and MGK from MGK, everybody. Yeah. So, like, it all makes sense. But Avril did come out of nowhere because, like, she's not a person I would think that have worked, but it makes sense because if you look deep into it, John Fieldy is a very big producer and legendary. And I think it's John Field, whatever. My apologize, bro, but you're a big producer. And he knew Avril, connected oh, Mon yeah. with Avril. They fell in love. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know know how much I believe in that, but like, like, yeah, but like that's how they connected at some point. And so I'm like, if you look into it, it does make sense. But uh, yeah, it was weird. But the vibe, the vibes, the vibes match. Oh, for sure. I mean, and the age is the same. So it makes sense. I'm glad they found each other. Good for them. But uh, gossiping. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to Mod Show tomorrow. So we'll see if she's in town or not. Word. See what happens. It's funny because where I'm staying now, dude, he stays pretty close. Oh, yeah? his mom's house like i live in west bloomington right yeah he's from west bloomington and like the his favorite cub that he ever goes to i'm not a creeper like i'm just i was a mod fan he's munching all this shit the, the the cub's two minutes away down the street oh crazy So he lives in like the 10 mile vicinity or less so i'm like and that and his his high school where my girlfriend also went to high school is to the left of the cub it's right down the street there too so like you know, it, it's just crazy. It hum- humbles you to be like, well, he was from this area. Yep. And like now he's dating Avril and like doing all these big things. Yeah. So it's anyone who says like, you know, oh fuck him. Well, dude, like go fuck you. You know what I'm right. saying? Because it's tough to get to where he is. Oh, man. for sure. He worked hard as shit yeah, for Relentless. the Same with like, when I say Owl City, dude, Fireflies maybe is what he's known for, but there's a reason why. Look That's at a how great successful. fucking song. I love that song And still. look how successful it did. Yeah. It went number one in every country. Yep. Everyone. Yep think about
0: that but i'm a pop head though so like yeah me too. i, I predict singles before they're even singles <laughs> like every time like i've had that talent since i was a fucking kid bro yeah i'm like i'm that like, ear. yeah exactly like yep. you know i just did it with john mayer's album i'm like the fucking um wild uh or deep blue whatever what, what's it called uh
1: it's uh i think it's called,
0: wild, think it blue. Think wild, it's called blue. wild blue i think it's called wild blue you had it mixed yeah i was yeah. like this is my favorite fucking song on the album yeah single you know and like yeah, I, Every time. I did that
1: with uh, the last time. I'm not good at that, but I've done that one time. I only can say I've done it one time because I did it with Offset and Twenty One Savage, their combined album. There was one song on there that I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm listening to this over and over again." I yep. can't. Bl- I'm not the only one, and I was like, "This will pop." Two two years ago. by. It took two years. It was like boom on the radio everywhere, and I was like, "Oh shit!" That's another thing too. If you're an artist, producer, whatever, it may take years for something to pop. Think yep. about that, man. Yep. It may take for a long sure. ass time for something to yep. actually
0: do well. Right now, I feel like is. Like, cause I mean, 80s is back, you know, in the mainstream yep. and like, um, 90s is back. Like, and that, that's my home with production. I mean, that's yep. like what I've always wanted, the type of shit I've always wanted to create. Yep. And so I feel like now is the time where it's like, holy shit. Like everything is aligning. Like Just all release, my, man. Just yeah, release just, as much I as you can. To, if, yeah. if you
1: think this shit is now, like release it and don't yeah. expect anything from it. Like for real, that's what I'm doing. Like the minute I was like, uh, like I, I just DM'd. DMed an artist recently that I was like, yo, like, what's your booking email? Boom. They sent it over. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Boom. send it over to my boss. He made a whole 10 dates happen that we're about to announce. And I'm like, right there. I'm like, you never know. You know right. what I'm saying? And it took a while. Like I found this email three months ago mm-hmm. and in booking time, that's forever. But like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to it. Be fucking patient. You know what I For mean? Real. That's that's one of the biggest things that I would say right now is be patient. Even though the world's adapting and changing, you feel like you have to hop on everything right away. Yep. If you find something cool, get good at it and then like be patient.
0: Yep. Exactly. That's, that's all I gotta
1: say about it. Cause I see a lot of people lacking patience right now.
0: Yep. For real.
1: Everyone's trying to do like shows left and right. Like I know a lot of people that are first time trying to get into shows right now and like they're throwing their own shows and they're going they, they have good vibe around their brand, but like their shows aren't translating in ticket sales. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you gotta be patient you can keep trying over and over yep. again but don't just give up like keep trying keep going like you know I think it Cato told me it took clm presents to the point of, to get it at now it took like 10 12 years oh yeah it took I a mean, long time I think
0: I told you on our last podcast he was doing small time shit I mean I did a show with him I think it was 10 years ago at this point 10 12 years totally and, fuck. and it was like I was like 15. I, th- I think I told you it was at like the three three it was, that's not 311 I want to say 311 but it's like 411 bar or whatever oh
1: dude um yeah it was yeah. in saint paul
0: yep oh no um, minneapolis
1: minneapolis i don't know that
0: yeah it, but it was so it was like right on cedar um and it was small as hell and he was the one that booked that mm-hmm. and i just think about that and i look look at him now and i'm just like damn only yeah, put in work no, you can it. you cannot hate on that shit and like, people you, don't know what he's
1: doing that's the one right thing, that i get mad at him about because i'm like in that equation i was talking about like your brand associations your brand awareness yep. right he is like limited awareness like in minnesota he has awareness but like the markets that we're trying to get into like no one knows of kato right. or yeah. Kalen Schaefer, right true. like he's like oh but his associations when they look into him oh he manages you know he he's he's a part of riffraff's team chris webby's team yeah, like you know what i'm true. saying and when you attach that you're like oh but if i knew that before maybe i would have treated him differently or maybe i would have done this he just doesn't care like right. sometimes he even forgets to put our logo on the flyer and i'm sitting here like
0: Damn,
1: I, I like that's that's crazy, and, dude. I flip out, and I'm sure if he sees this, he'll be like, "Shut the fuck up." But like, I literally flip out. I, I call him, and I'm like, "Yo." Where's our logo? Oh, dude, I forgot I have all these other things going on. That's awesome. Where's the logo? Because that's what matters. Like, right. I, I was like being a smartass one day and I was like, oh, you paid all that money for the CLM Presents logo, but you don't fucking use it. And he's like, shut up. And I'm like, well, <laughs> use it. So even when you do get to that point, though, of like you're just so busy, that's also why I even got provided an opportunity. Because if homie never popped off the way he is, I wouldn't even have a job. Yeah. Because he could handle so much by himself. Right. He is involved with nine artists.
0: That's insane. Plus everything he does with shows. What? That's crazy. That's why
1: he's like, I cannot do this right now. And I'm like, this is the first time he's had enough humility to be like, I can't handle this much anymore. And him, whatever, even this small, I'm handling this much of Kato's plate and I'm literally overwhelmed as fuck. I'm not even going to lie. I'm so overwhelmed. And that's where I've been like, well, but if you want to be really successful, like in the term of like six, seven figures, that's where like you you have to be superhuman, dude. And that's where like, Again, not a lot of people that I know have gotten to that point. So I can't learn from anybody. There is no miles for me to ask, hey, bro, could you teach me
0: this? Yep. That yeah. Th-
1: it's a gray area I've never been in. So exactly. we'll see what happens. If I fail,
0: I fail. There's yep. definite potential for me to fail. So right. I'm scared about it. And that's what I feel like for myself too with nice Entertainment. Like I know the brand has so much potential. I, I just need all these other factors to fall into place. Like I. Yep. I need my mental health, right. I need, you know, that's first and foremost. If you're not right, you're not going to do number one. So that's what I've been focused on, you know, especially over the last few years where like it literally, I feel like, like it just dropped a bomb of my life and it's like a bunch of pieces and I just got to put them all back together, especially like my mental health and just everything. So, cause I mean, I was, like you said, like you have to like balance all of these different things, you know, in order to be successful. And I was doing that with NGE back in the day, but, you know, come three years ago when my mom got sick and I had to take care of her, I couldn't handle all that stuff. Yep. You know, I had to take a break and there was all these factors that kept that break kind of going more or less. Yeah. Um. So now, yeah, I, I just got to get my mind right, you know, heal from this trauma and get right back to where i was you know yeah and
1: there's going to be pieces too by the way that other people drop that are going to add to your puzzle you know what i mean like all this time has gone on like three years has gone on yeah but now that you're you're able like the one positive thing you can look at this is like Remember what that person taught you and be like, cool. Now I'm ready to move forward. Yeah. And now I'm ready to say, I'm gonna go hard. And along the journey, you'll always remember that person. I have my grandma tattooed on my bicep. I'll forever remember her. And yep. I'll remember all every time I go to Dairy Queen, I remember her because she always brought me there. But every single time I'm on tour and I go to Dairy Queen, that just gives me that extra piece of strength that I didn't have before. That puzzle piece got added to my puzzle, and now I'm gonna go harder. You Hell know what yeah. I mean? So that is the way I use that energy. Not a lot of people do that, but I would, because I've just seen, it it's be better than the opposite. Like every time something remembers you of that person, you just crumble, because yeah. then you're never going to be successful. And that, it, it's successful again. You'll never be happy that's what i should say you'll never be happy right um because success at the end of the day gauge keeps telling me that like fuck the amount of money that's a good point yeah if if you're in the position that you want to be in and you're like thrilled you know what i mean like when i was managing mods tour and i was like dude crazy how i was in the crowd now i'm behind the stage like that even was a realization i wasn't getting paid shit i paid all my whole bank account to be there took days off of work but i was like I, i am now stronger and better than it was before, and this person got me there, and now I'm where I want to be. Yeah. Now, how are you going to capitalize that?
0: Facts. Yep. Yeah. I, I got to chase happiness, bro. I mean, Mod always says stuff like that. You know, that's.
1: Yeah, but even if you look at him now, he's more real. No, I mean, for sure, I, I definitely I, noticed that. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. I was, I was happy to a fault. Yep. Now you gotta not fake
0: it. He almost killed himself because he was so I, happy. I noticed that. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know him like you do, but like I noticed that as an outsider, yeah, you know, kind of looking at his career and, and, you know, following him to a certain extent, I'm just like, and I kind of had a feeling. Yeah. A lot um, of people did.
1: Well, he was on the brink of death. I mean, Cause that's I no, was
0: like, you can't just be happy all the, all the time and say like, nothing but happiness like that's just not realistic
1: well i know people that were around him too that like got hurt from his happiness right like he would just tell people fuck negativity but like not everyone's built or wired that way like when when you say fuck all negativity you're being negative yep You're doing what you don't want to be, but you're like, I only, you should be happy to be alive and happy to be here. Well, yeah, but like mourning and realization are real things. It's life. And you have to be in a balance. Exactly. And like, that's what my uncle's taught me since I was a kid. And I think that's why I am like doing well as an individual now my friends and like even my girlfriend always tells me this it seems like you have everything figured out i don't but like i'm in balance right and the minute i see i'm out of that balance out of whatever like i visualize a triangle the mental the relationships and myself right so and that's just my personal triangle so like when i'm talking about myself i'm talking about like my mind spirit and body right yep. if those things are aligned my i'm good my relationships my friendships and my girlfriend if or my partner whoever if that's a line and all those people feel like i'm paying enough attention and they feel like i'm a good presence in their life then sure so myself and the relationships are figured out right and then the 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 mental is not myself that's one thing i separate cuz the body and mind are not the same that that that's where people say like when you die that's the ultimate question, right? Yeah. Like, are your body and your mind one? Are they not? And I believe the two separate things. I would like to hope so at yeah, least. Same. Because you want that you want your mental to be in check and your yourself to be in check. The mental is just the more physical aspect of things. Like, am I good? And that that myself is like, Am I healthy? Am I you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as long as you're in balance in whatever triangle that is, you know, whatever it is to you, it's totally relative or subjective based off of who you are. <laughs> That's where it's gonna take you further in life. Um yep. you'll be very, very happy. But like my mom. Um, dude, I have a whole story. I don't, I don't know if you saw that episode about my dad. Yep. Dude, fucked up. They've never been in balance. I bet. I mean, yeah. ever. I've Damn. never seen balance and stability before I left my household. So, I mean, it's crazy. Like some Damn. people around you never even got the opportunity. But like I said, I could dwell on the fact that my dad will never talk to me and he's an alcoholic or the fact that my mom will never have shit figured out in her life. Yep. And she'll always be homeless or something will always be going on. Right. I can dwell on that or I can be like, I'm learning. Exactly. now now let's go down the other way I always you know think it's saying?
0: amazing when I hear of people that come from those circumstances um that choose you know to you know just be better than that and and overcome that and just you know strive for being better I, yep. I, I think that's super dope man I think that's that's really admirable
1: I appreciate that yeah. and I just know that like the more I talk about it even though that's like I'm very stubborn that's how I think right i'm trying to learn recently like in the past couple of weeks how to be less um less like stubborn about that ideology yep. because like for example my girlfriend's friend like he he just had his dad pass away and like i always tell her like i don't agree with anything he's doing all of his like actions are inexcusable no matter what like that's me being like very stubborn right but like i've never lost that parent right i don't know I I don't know. You know what I mean? I really don't know what what that's like. Yeah. And I am I have to have humility to be like, dude, I what is he going through? You know what I mean? Like, and I I can't put myself you, in his you don't shoes know in,
0: until you go through something like yeah, that. You know. But
1: I can try to be like, well, if this is what he's telling me, right? I guess I have to be more understanding now. I I still believe this that like you know if you're shitty to someone and then you're using that as an excuse, now you're just doing the person who died no due diligence. Yeah. But At the same point, the people who are around you do have to be very understanding. And that me being understanding, I'm lacking a lot of sympathy lately. I have good empathy. Like I can feel for people and how they're doing. But like me pitying somebody, I don't do. Yeah. That's a weakness of mine. I don't right. pity shit. I'm like, you are directly causing this. Oh, for why sure. are you not doing something yes, about it? I see that. But like, my mom, like, is the reason why I don't, man. Like, I'm it's sure. just like when she didn't give a fuck about me, I don't yep. give a fuck about really anybody unless people are super close to me. Yeah. So it's a fault. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the behaviors that I've learned. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm excited to leave in a week, man, because like, I want an environment change. I want something completely different, and not a lot of people are ready for this. I've had this talk of me actually like getting out of my own state for two years. At the end of the day, I'm not well rounded at all. I'm very naive, and I'm very like ignorant to a lot of things, man. Like that's why I'm excited to be going from the Midwest all the way down south just to see what the life's like. Yeah, see what politics like. Yeah, you know what I mean,
0: it's gonna be a different, completely different vibe. I mean, as a kid, I moved from California to Minnesota, um, and in third grade, and. Um, I mean, as an adult, I think you're going to be able to probably adapt a lot better, but yeah. you know, I was super excited because I was like, um, my aunt, my cousins are from here and like, um, my mom, you know, her family was from here. Like I love all the trips we've taken up here. And yeah. I, I went from a not so good part of Ventura, California, um, to Plymouth, Minnesota, the most like suburban, you know, rich kid you know yeah city you can go to yeah. and the moment i walked into class i was looked at like i was completely different and that shaped minnesota yeah. for me up until like yeah. the last few years but yeah oh dude same boat yeah
1: same boat dude i actually very similar experience Not a different state but from from rich to poor or poor to rich right i mean like i my mom was broke and then i moved to my aunt and uncle who are like very successful people as i told you and then, like, I walk into this rich kid school from when I was like, I went to schools, man, where I was the minority, being white. That's
0: yep. not a lot of people experience kind of, yeah, that I in mean, Minnesota. They they spoke Spanish and English at assemblies in my elementary school in California,
1: right? And exactly, right. Like, you got yep. to like used to that diversity, yep. and like, it makes you different. It makes you feel like more grown up, more responsible, all that shit, right? Like, you do grow up a lot from that diversity aspect and mm-hmm. being a minority. Um, but like, when I moved to Prior Lake. I call. I will forever hate that place just because of the racism, the oh, judgment, sure, yeah. the, the the clickiness. And this yeah. is where that clickiness that I found there it just extends. It trickles all the way down the state. Like no matter where you go, man. If you go far enough up north, there's a click there. And even oh, though they're nice sure. up front, like that small town click of even everyone knows each other. Yeah. Yeah. When I walk into a bar up there, everyone's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yep. Right. And like, but if you go into the city. And you're not from the city. Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean. You're always gonna experience that here. So I'm hoping that that's different somewhere I go. Because when I was in, I visited Portland, and my brother lived in Oregon, dude. Everywhere I went, everyone was like, "Hey, what's up?"
0: Portland's fire. I
1: love that. Super city. fire. And yeah. they were like, "Hey, like, how you doing?" If I went to like, "Hey, can I pet your dog?" Like, you didn't have to ask. I'm like, "What?" Like, you know what I mean? There's just little things like that. Where it's just that that openness of that environment. Now I don't know, but like back then it was a super open and happy environment. So like, I was like, why is it Minnesota like this? Yep. Like, I just don't get it. And so, you know, now I'm going to Kentucky, you know, I think what I've been told is that it's very more open, but there's more judgment. So I don't know. And it's the South. I and mean, you, yeah. And you can't generalize either. You don't know. Institutional
0: so like, racism is strong oh, down shit. there.
1: Yeah. I know. We'll see, man. So, we'll fucking, we'll see what happens, bro. Yeah. I don't. And even if it is like, it's not my place to, um, like my girlfriend's half arab so like we'll see how that affects her uh mainly because that, that's not going to affect me i'm white yeah like again white privilege like right. to be honest with you like that's where if i can move somewhere not even worry about it yeah you know miles would he said i wouldn't think twice i would not go you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and i'm like i get it yeah. You know, and with amira she's like oh fuck like my name's amira alawi kevin oh, like i'm yeah. white passing because she's 50 percent. but the other 50 percent, she's very in tune with the arab culture and she's very worried about it so i'm curious to see how people treat her because i'm there to be like what the fuck right. you know what i mean if something exactly. does go wrong or you know if people do have that but we will be the the minority in that group of like people being inclusive and people not being you know the word dude the f word gets thrown around there all the time of what i've heard like just super fucked up bro just like there's some things that like are unacceptable here
0: are acceptable there oh i'd be so uncomfortable so we'll see i don't know i'll be be traveling a third of every
1: month so i'll get to see a lot of different parts of the the country yeah i mean
0: we'll see as far as like the the food and the like the culture of that The culture seems of cool. that yeah. and, you know, obviously, like, a lot of, like, the landscape in the South, like, I mean, it's a beautiful, uh, it's beautiful down there. Yeah. We'll see going in. We'll see going in. again. Like, I'm going into,
1: like, Louisville, like, the most liberal part of it. So, I'm trying to yeah. ease my yeah. way into it. But, like, you know, I do have family here even that, like, I catch them being racist. I catch them, you know.
0: Oh, it's unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. And I'm
1: like, yo, like, you can't do that. Yeah. But down there, like, I don't know if I should speak up. So I'm excited to grow and learn from that opportunity. For sure. It's going to be a whole
0: new experience.
1: Yeah. And I keep saying it because I'm, I'm scared for it too. But like at the end of the day, like, like I said, like there's a risk there. And in worst case scenario, like people always say, don't, if you have a plan B, you're not serious about plan A. That's bullshit. Like I have a plan A and I'm double downing on that plan A. For sure. But I have a plan B. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just in case I have no security blanket with it. Meaning like if something does happen, I lose everything that I have. But like, I'm not gonna lose a roof over my head. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. So
1: that's that's important. You gotta keep yourself in check with
0: that, with that balance. Hell yeah. It's all about balance. Yes, sir. Well, dude, man, I appreciate everything, man. I appreciate you being the homie, man. Like you've you've been super supportive since I mean, since I met you, man. And um, it's been awesome. I mean, even through COVID and just like observing through social media and the conversations we've had, Mm -hmm. like how much you've grown and you know, even just the move. You know, and what you've been doing with with CLM Presents, and your you know starting your own thing, yep. and everything, man. I'm proud of you. Thank and you. I just I see nothing but success in your future, man. I'm I'm excited to see where what happens you know
1: yeah thank you so much and again the the authenticity the, you're very authentic you're very genuine and you've always been that way and i greatly appreciate every word that you just gave me no matter how i may come across because i'm hard i come across very rude to some people but i greatly appreciate even you just giving me the opportunity to be behind a microphone and also without you the podcast that i'm even doing wouldn't be happening early on me and brandon had many conversations about you know what should i do like how do i start like what equipment yeah. i even asked you I was like what equipment do i get true what, what interface did, do i you? do yeah, yeah I was so forgot what about software? That. Do I do? And then you call me, and you're like, "Yo, what distribute? What? Uh, how do you distribute your podcast? Yep. You know, what are you doing?" So like, that's again the reciprocating relationship. You never know what's gonna happen. So again, I appreciate you for everything you've done for me, man. Thank you.
0: Hell yeah, man. Likewise, thank you. Peace. Peace.